0: On a Wednesday night, you can, we can still go to church and have a little bit of heaven to go to church in. So many, I'm not being critical, I'm just being honest, so many churches are have dried up and died. And, and uh, if I'm not careful, I can get so used to this atmosphere on a Wednesday night, it'll almost seem normal to us, but it's abnormal Even though it's not normal, amen, it's still abnormal in the day that we live in in so many places. But I tell you, I appreciate the Lord, I appreciate his presence, amen, how good he's been to us tonight, every testimony, and I want to preach tonight from the book of Matthew chapter six. I was um, last night uh, sitting there in the motel late and was just reading this passage of scripture and it jumped out at me and uh, just the Lord begin to stir my heart about some thoughts and, and just moved on my heart to preach it here tonight. And so I want to be obedient to the Lord. Matthew chapter six, if you're able to stand with us in reverence to the word of God in prayer. Matthew chapter number six and verse number one. The Bible said, Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret and that thy father may seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you tonight for the word of God and thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for your people tonight and Lord, for meeting with us in this place and I pray now for the next few moments you'll give us liberty and vocabulary. Help us to not say anything that would grieve the Holy Spirit but may you be glorified. May your son be magnified. May the church be edified tonight. Most of all, may we see no man save Jesus only and we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. I want you to notice in these four verses here that uh, Jesus is talking about giving of alms, and when you think about the word alms that is mentioned here, uh, the word alms simply simply means mercy. It means pity. It is spoken of out of donation or charity to the poor. It doesn't have anything to do with tithes or with offerings, but in fact, it's not even the tithes and the offerings, but it's simply personal charity uh, concerning the needy. And Jesus in these verses here, uh, I want you to notice that he gives some instructions concerning uh, the alms in verse number one. He tells us, he says, don't show your alms. He says, take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them." So Jesus says when you do a deed to help someone uh, that to maybe be a, a blessing to them in some manner, maybe to do some charitable thing or to uh, give them some financial aid or maybe you're going to help them in some manner. He said, be sure that you don't show your alms to be seen before me. And then he gives another instruction in verse number two concerning alms. He says, don't share your alms. He said, therefore when thou doest thy alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee. In other words, don't go around and tell people what you have done to help somebody. If you genuinely want to be a blessing, if you genuinely finally want to give somebody something, that's a commendable thing, it's an honorable thing, and it can be a rewarded thing, but Jesus gives the instruction, don't do it in front of someone so that others may see what you're doing, and then if uh, you go to that person and do that, and no one is there, make sure you don't go around telling others, uh, well, I did this for so and so just because I wanted to be a blessing, or you know, uh, don't, don't go around and share uh, what you have done for others. And then uh, Jesus says in verse number uh, two, he, another instruction here is don't spiritualize your giving. He says the hypocrites, uh, don't, don't sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do, notice this, in the synagogues and in the streets. Why do they do that? That they may have glory of me. So here we have religious people that are giving their alms, they're giving charitable things, they're doing charitable things, but they're spiritualizing, they're, they're going around, and they're making sure that they're seen, they're making sure that people know what they're doing, and they're doing it in the synagogues. They're doing it in the name of religion. They're doing it so that they may appear somewhat to be a blessing, but Jesus said, really, they're wanting the glory of men. These are the instructions concerning alms, and I think the day we're living in, this ought to be preached a whole lot more than what it is. And then I want you to notice the implication Uh, he talks about in giving of alms. Uh, Jesus says here that uh, he gives an implication as to why uh, we're to follow these instructions. He says in verse number one, to be seen in your giving is to have your reward. He said here that you take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of him, otherwise, you have no reward of your father which is in heaven. If you do this in front of people, if I do something in front of people to be seen, so that others will notice what I'm doing, then I don't have a reward on the other side. Uh, I've already received my reward. Amen. That's the implication. And then uh, he said to be sounding your giving in verse number two, he said, is that you have your reward. He said in verse number two, therefore, when thou dost not and alms do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men, why? Look what Jesus said, verily I say unto you, they have their reward. In other words, if I do something to be seen, no reward on the other side. If I sound it, if I share it, and no one saw it, but I I shared it, I, I made sure people knew what I did, I made sure that was known that I did that, then the Lord said, go ahead and chalk it up, you just got your reward right then. Notice the implication, notice. The instruction, the implication is to be seen. If you're seen, then you have your reward. If you're sounding, you're giving, then you have your reward. And then the implication is to be secret in your giving if you wanna be rewarded by God. Look at verse four. that Thine alms may be what? In secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. Jesus said when you do something to be a blessing to someone, make sure the motive is right. Don't do it to be seen by others. Uh, uh, don't call a, a crowd together. Uh, don't let everybody know. Don't put it on social media so everybody sees what a good Christian you are. Don't sound it out. Don't go around and sometimes, uh, some way spiritualize and say, well, you know, I helped so-and-so out because I just wanted to be a blessing. Uh, you know, I, I just felt like they needed this, and so I did this for them. Oh, don't spiritualize spiritualize it, don't sound it, don't blow the trumpet. No, God said if you really want the reward and if your motive is really right, he said I'll tell you what you do, make sure that what you give and what you do for others, make sure you do it in secret and only let the Father see what you've done. I notice the instructions, I notice the implication, but here is where I wanna preach from tonight. Verse number three, I want you to notice the illustration. But when thou doest alms, let not thy, notice this phrase, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth. Isn't that an interesting illustration? Jesus is talking about how we're to give alms and and how we're to to be a blessing, how we're to do things in a charitable manner, how we're to give to others. And he said, now here's instruction. Don't go sound it, don't go show it, don't let everybody see it. And you make sure it's in secret. Here's the implication. If you do that, or if you, listen, you're not gonna get a reward if if you make sure everybody knows. But in the midst of that, he puts this little illustration. It's a very simple, but it's a very profound illustration. He uses an illustration that is practical, and what I mean by that, it's something that everybody in this room can relate to tonight. He's talking about hands, isn't he? He's using something that is an illustration that is not only very practical, but it's very personal, because nearly everybody has hands. Some people have been born without them, I understand that. But most people in this world, we have been blessed with hands. This is a personal illustration. I have my hands, you have your hands tonight. And so Jesus uses this illustration here that I wanna preach on tonight to drive home a portion or a point of this first sermon that he ever preached. And it's an interesting point because here's why. It's a point out of the Sermon on the Mount that hardly ever, if if ever even gets preached in our day. When's the last time you heard anybody preach an old fashioned message on the giving of alms? <laughs> or when have you heard anybody preach an old fashioned sermon on don't let the left hand know what the right hand doeth and everybody shouted and run the aisles? We ain't doing that tonight, are we? <laughs> it's not preached on much and it sure isn't going to be preached on much in this day. I wanna preach on this subject a few minutes tonight on the forgotten sermon of our day. The forgotten sermon of our day. You see, in Matthew chapter six, Jesus deals with giving and he deals with fasting and he deals with praying and he deals with a lot of different subjects in Matthew chapter number six, but I think of all the subjects that Christ deals with in this one portion, the middle part of the sermon that he delivers, the first sermon that he preaches here, I think that this is a forgotten sermon in our day. It's something that we don't hear preached so much, it's something that doesn't get practiced much, and it's something that I'll tell you that probably not gonna get a lot of amens, and I'm not blaming you for that tonight, but it's a needed sermon. It's so needed in our churches today. Young people, listen to me. If you don't hear anything I preach the next 30 days, I hope you get this sermon, because it is being shoved down your throat in this day that we live in. When everything is to be put in the forefront, when everything is to be made public, when everything is to be made known, when everybody sounds a trumpet about everything that they do. And I'm not indicting this church on that, but I'm just telling you, you know as well as I do, we live in a society today when people know too much about each other and too much information is giving out and things are not kept secret and therefore it's bled into our churches. There's been more drama in our churches in the last 10 years in our good churches like this church tonight. And listen, because of all the drama that is in society that you and I have got to be careful that we make sure that as Christians that we don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. I wanna talk about three things tonight, or I wanna preach, not talk. Somebody say amen right there. Three things I want you to consider in this little illustration Jesus gives in verse number three. I want you to see the reasoning behind this illustration. Because it's interesting that Jesus says here, let not the left hand know what the right hand doeth. I mean, why would Jesus say it that way? Why would Jesus not say, now don't let the right hand know what the left hand doeth? Or why would he not say, now don't let your hands know what each other is doing? But here Jesus goes to the extent, to say now don't let the left hand know, he points that hand out, what the right hand is doing. Now, you might say, well, he that's just uh, uh, that's just the way that he's." said it, perhaps it is, but if you think about it, I think there's an. I think there's a very powerful point in reasoning and beside the way that, uh, or behind what Jesus said when he used the left hand first and said, now it doesn't need to know what the right hand is doing. You say, what would be the reasoning behind that? I think it's because of the strength of the right hand. You see, if you read in the Bible, the right hand is a symbol of strength and the left hand is a symbol of weakness, amen? It is God's right arm and his right hand that hath gotten him the victory, amen? Job said he doth on the left hand doth he work, talking about the weaker side, talking about the awkward side, talking about the odd side of life. God, he works on both sides of life, amen? But he draws a distinction out there and he elevates the right hand as a symbol of strength and he lowers the left hand as a symbol of weakness, amen? And God said when you're giving your arms, when you're doing something good, yet one member should not be letting another member know uh, what they're doing. And the reason behind that is because one member may be stronger than what the other member is. Uh, And the strength of the right hand is the possibility as to why the left hand doesn't need to know what the right hand is doing. There's a reasoning behind that. You see, God would never ask us to do anything without a purpose uh, and a reasoning behind that, amen. You see, when we do things and we're a blessing, we have to be careful how we share it because it may hinder others. It may be a stumbling block to the weaker person. What's the reasoning behind this illustration? Not letting the left hand know what the right hand does. It's because of the strength of the right hand. It's because of the sincerity of the right hand. You see, if the right hand, if this member here is doing what it's doing in sincerity, it really doesn't need to let the left hand know. I mean, what would be the point if this member is serving and doing what it's doing for the purpose of the body and for the head, if it's doing it for that one purpose and it's not doing it to be recognized, if it has a sincere motive, then there's absolutely no reason as to why the right hand should be informing the left hand as to what it's doing because both have a responsibility. Both are needed and called upon at times for different reasons and different causes and at times both have to work together and so the reasoning behind this is the right hand should not let the left hand know because it's just sincerely doing what it's supposed to be doing. We live in a day when we would be better off if we didn't know half the things we know. If we we didn't see half the things that we see. And God knows if we didn't say half the things that we say because of the sincerity what's the motive as to why this task is being done why do I do what I do what drives me to pastor a church what drives me to preach a sermon is it to be online is it to be heard is it to be seen what drives you to do the things that you do I'm telling you in a world where everybody can build a platform where everybody can have a spotlight where everybody can elevate themselves anywhere at any time you and I've got to be careful that we do one th- that what we do we do all for the glory and the honor of God and that we don't do anything to magnify the flesh or call attention to the flesh. And I'll tell you, the left hand doesn't need to know what the right hand is doing and the reasoning behind that is because of the strength of the right hand, because of the sincerity of the right hand, and then because of the success of the right hand. You see, the right hand is stronger. It can just do more than the other hand the right hand has more ability the right hand has more atta- more talent I'm talking about from the scripture from the scriptures point the right hand is elevated it's put on the in the limelight more than the left hand it's given more fame if you will it's given more recognition if you will and it's for that reason that the right hand has got to be careful that it doesn't allow that success and what it's able to do to inform the left hand to the point that it discourages it that it brings it down well, I'm telling you tonight, we must be careful. If there's any good in any of us, God does it, amen? I'm telling you, if any good can come out of anything, it's not anything that I put my hands to. Can I be honest with you tonight? And if you be honest with me, and I'm sure you would, we've all fouled up more than we ever want people to know about. we make made more mistakes than we could ever remember, and we don't want anybody else to remember them. Every one of us tonight, I'm talking about from the pulpit. I'm talking about starting right here. Tonight, a tonight, front and center, you're looking at him, right here tonight, all the way to the very back, we've got more fumbles than we ever wanna talk about, we've got more, listen, mistakes, we've all got, listen, problems, we've all failed, we've all come up short, we've all missed the mark, and so we can't let a few successes in life, amen, build pride in us. We can't sound a trumpet because we finally did one thing out of 50 things right. (laughs) And God held our hand the whole step of the way. You know what amazes me sometimes? Used to when you learned, when somebody showed you how to do something, people were so appreciative. They were so thankful. And it was older people showing younger people things and there was a conversation that took place during that learning process. It really wasn't about that. But there was such an appreciation when you learn something from somebody else and, and you, 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 there was a humility about walking up to someone older than you and saying, hey, I don't know how to do this. Could you show me how to do this? We're, we need that so bad today. I'm gonna tell you why. Because now, if I don't know how to do something, I don't need that. Brother Laddie's lived longer than I've lived. He knows more than I know. He's been down life's road farther than I've been down life's road. And I know you, you don't feel that way, but I'm telling you, it is the, it is the facts tonight. It's the truth. He served God longer than I have served God. And I may be the pastor, but there's much for me to learn from this man right here. And there has been times when just a word that you spoke to me guided me in the right direction. And I'm so thankful for that. You might have salvaged this whole church. Just a spirit-filled word. And the multitude of counselors. He don't feel that way, but that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. And the multitude of counselors safety and there's something about when you have to ask for help it, it does something for you it puts humility in you but if I can just look it up on here and ain't nothing wrong with that to a point don't misunderstand what I'm saying just be sure when you look it up on here you don't let everybody know that you already knew how to do it it was quiet we're not that dumb and you're not that smart. <laughs> That's why we're not that dumb. You didn't learn, you didn't learn that. You didn't, where, where did you learn that when you're 12? Where'd you learn that when you're 18 or when you're 25? You didn't learn that. You looked it up on YouTube. And you want to act like you've been doing it half your life. Well, you'd had to start when you were seven. We're not that stupid. You see where we're at today? We got to be sure everybody knows what we've accomplished because of the struggle of the left hand, is why. If the, if the right hand is stronger and can do more, then it has to be very careful that it doesn't let the left hand. And so that's the reasoning behind it. Then let me give you this. Here's the reality behind this illustration. And I, I, I was reading it, thinking about this today. You know what the reality of this is? I've been both hands and I am both hands. You think about it tonight. Everybody here, guess what? You've been the right hand, and you've been the left hand, haven't you? Oh, I've been the stronger amongst some, but I've also been the weaker amongst others. And I'm gonna be both hands more in life. I get around some people and maybe they, you know, uh, maybe and this isn't an indictment on you, but on you young people because you're young and I'm not despising your youth, I, but I do wanna, if I was to get around the young people tonight, then I'm gonna feel automatically I'm the stronger hand because I'm old. <laughs> I'm the stronger hand. But I can get around others that's been father- and I'm the weaker hand. You see, we're both, aren't we? You know why that is? Because I got two hands tonight, and so do you. And one of my hands is stronger, and one of my hands is weaker. But guess what? I need both of them tonight. The reality is at times we have strengths and we have weaknesses, but sometimes our strengths will become our own weaknesses if we're not careful. A good personality can be a strength, but it can also be a weakness, you know that? I'm telling you, listen, the gift of gab can be a strength. Uh, it can say a lot for the Lord, but it can also be a weakness, amen, because you don't know when to shut up. Uh, I'm just telling you how it is tonight. Uh, our strengths can become our weaknesses. Uh, we have been both hands, and we're going to continue to be both hands, and the reality is which one we are is determined by the task it's determined by the talent it's determined by the ability and so God says when you're doing something and you're accomplishing something and you're being a blessing to someone don't let the other member know because at this point they may be the left hand the reality is this tonight look around and you'll find a member in this church that is stronger than you That makes you the left hand. Look around, we'll find a member in the church that is weaker than us. That makes us the right hand. Hypocrites, self-centered people, egotistic members, always like to keep the lefties around, don't they? Those who are humble want to hang around those who are stronger so they can grow stronger. The right hand is to Help the left. The right hand is to encourage the left. It is to shield and shelter the left. You see, I'm not talking about making people look weak, but have you ever seen people do this and I don't want to kill the service. We're having a great service. Amen. I'm just preaching what's on my heart tonight. But I'm just saying, have you seen people just, you know, they, they like to mock people and make fun of people and put people down. You know why they do that? Because they want to make them the left hand. remember, Every time you attack someone's character, you're just showing your lack of character. No matter no matter how strong the right hand is, you know what the truth is tonight? The right hand needs the left hand. I'm gonna tell you tonight, it doesn't matter how strong any of us are. You know the truth of the text tonight? We all need each other, don't we? I'm gonna tell you, we need the young people in the church, don't we? and we need the elderly people in the church, and we need the middle-aged people in the church. You know why? Because we're all, listen, we're all a part of the body. Isn't that right? And Listen, it doesn't matter if you're the right hand or the left hand, the truth of the text is I don't wanna lose either one of my hands, amen? I need both of them. I need their ability. I need their mobility. I'm telling you tonight, they're both vital. They're both important. Uh, One may have more strength. One may be able to do a little bit more, but there's gonna be some tasks that's gonna come along that guess what, no matter how strong that hand is, it can't do it by itself. It's gotta have some help from the other side. And so that makes this one just as important as this member, amen? I'm talking about the reality of this illustration. And then I would say this tonight in closing the results behind this illustration. Now think about the results of this tonight. When the right hand doesn't let the left hand know what it's doing, here's the results. There's cooperation. They work together. There's a connection. There's a closeness. No division. No competition. There's a completeness because there's no comparison. You know, you're not to compare these two hands. You're not to look. I mean, look at your hands just a minute. You're not to look at your hands and say, well, well, you know, I like this hand better. Anybody do that? I just like this hand better than this hand. This is a better member. This hand right here, I'll tell you what. Now this hand, I mean, I really like this hand. This hand's worthless. Oh, I can really really connect with this hand, but you don't do that. That's foolishness. But you know, sometimes people do that in church, don't they? I can connect with that member. I can connect. I'm gonna tell you something. If you're part of the body, you connect with all your members. And you know, I really don't care for my pinky toe, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't spend a lot of time looking at it. Amen. I don't get pedicures. Somebody say amen. Boys, don't you ever go get a pedicure, okay? I don't care if you I don't care if you got I don't care if you got nail disease running up the back of your heel. You'd be better off dying with that as to go somebody find you in a beauty shop getting a pedicure somewhere. Amen. I'm just talking about. How I don't think a whole lot of that little pinky uh, toe, and you don't need it, but I need it, and you need it, and without it, you know what it causes us to be off balance. Amen. And so it means we need every member of the body is so important. And listen, and listen, we we don't go around we don't go around comparing, and we don't go around complimenting. Now, I'm not listen. Don't get me wrong. Let another man praise thee. That's wonderful. I'm not saying that's wrong. What I'm saying is, is that nobody, listen, if Brother Dave Terry goes out here and, and, and he puts this, we're fixing to put this fence up. Somebody say amen right there. We just got, got, got everything squared away and he's fixing to go up here in a few weeks. But if Brother Dave Terry said, I'm gonna go out there and I'm, you know, I'm just gonna dig all the holes for this fence. And he dug all the holes and he put the fence up. You know, if we were gonna say, and, and, and it's right, somebody, if somebody wanted to say, man, that's a blessing, that's biblical, let another man praise thee. It wouldn't be right for Brother Dave Terry to come in here and tell us all about how many holes he dug in this thing, and he wouldn't do that, but it would be right for somebody else to come in and say, I'll tell you, that was a blessing that Brother David did that. But we would not come in here and say, I'll tell you one thing, thank God for Dave Terry's hands. I'm gonna tell you, those hands are wonderful hands. I appreciate the hands of Brother Dave Terry. Oh, that's foolishness, isn't it? You know why that is? Because you don't praise the members. You praise the person. You praise the the identity of the body you praise the head, amen. But they may come walking in, you may take one look at him and say, and you look at the head and you say, I just wanna tell you, you're a blessing and thank you for what you're doing. And the whole body gets praised, the whole body gets elevated, cause you know why you looked at the head? You didn't look at the hands. And can I tell you tonight, I'm not worthy to be lifted up. This hand and this hand and this hand and these members of his body, we're not worthy to be lifted up. But when we work together, and when we don't tell one what the other one's doing, guess who? gets the praise. The head gets the praise. He gets the glory. He gets lifted up. That's what Jesus is saying here. Don't do your wrongs before me. In fact, don't let one member know what another member is doing. Because in the end, guess what? It's the head that's going to get all the glory for everything that's going to be done. Hey if the choir sounds good Sunday, it's God that gets the glory. If the music sounds good Sunday, it's God that gets the glory. If the sermon is halfway decent, it's gonna be God that gets the glory, amen? I'm not saying we can't encourage each other. We ought to encourage each other. I believe when somebody sings a song and they're a blessing, you ought to go up and say, boy, that was a blessing. There's nothing wrong with standing up in church and saying that song that so and so sung was a blessing, but it is wrong when they're sounding the trumpet. It is wrong when they're telling the members. It is wrong when they're doing it to be seen. You know, I wrote this down and I, I'm, I'm done. Miss Sheila's gonna come. I appreciate Miss Sheila. She's got discernment. You know, half the 95% of the time, you just come. She just knows when I'm done preaching, I reckon. And sometimes I don't know when I'm done, but when she gets up, I think, well, I'm best about done, I reckon. I'm just kidding. (laughs) She wouldn't do that, but I'm just kidding. Some of them needed a laugh tonight. That's why I said that. Here's the big question. I wrote this down. Think about this. Now listen, I'm not indicting our church. I'm just preaching. It's the forgotten sermon of our day. I want you to ask yourself this one question before I give the invitation. I wonder how much today... Would people be doing for the Lord if we didn't have social media? I wonder how much people would be doing if things could not be shared, if things could not be seen, if things could not be spiritualized. I wonder how much, and there's many sitting here tonight, you say, I don't even have social media. And I believe that and thank God. But I'm not talking about just. In the, I'm talking about the society we live in today. How far we have come in just a decade. I wonder how many people would be doing what they're doing if they couldn't tell it, if they couldn't show it, if they couldn't post it. I wonder how much would be done. i tell you what burdens me about that is because there used to be a day when there used to be a day when people for the most part did things and they would say now I want to do this but don't let nobody know that I want to give so and so something but I want to do it anonymously or they would just go do it and nobody would ever know anything about it I read that little part portion of that sermon today and I tell you it's the forgotten sermon of our day but as Christians tonight we have an opportunity there's so many good things we can do for people so many places we can serve. Even this week before Sunday rolls around, there's so many things that we can do that if nobody ever sees them but the Lord, great will be our reward in heaven. And I understand there are things tonight, if you teach a Sunday school class, if you preach, if you sing, I mean, there's stuff that's just going to be seen tonight. It's not, I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying to myself, I want to be so careful that I don't ever sound a trumpet. That'll never do something to just to be seen. I just want the Lord to see it tonight. I tell you, if it pleases him, it ought to please us. If it satisfies him, it ought to satisfy us. You know, it would help a whole lot. And we're gonna stand tonight. It'd help a whole lot. To just for me, for me and you, and I'm, I'm preaching to myself, I'm preaching to all of us tonight. It'd help a whole lot to just push somebody else out in the forefront ahead of us. And just keep them out in the forefront. And let you know, I like that Brother Laddie sometimes will testify and he'll he'll encourage somebody, won't he? He's putting somebody else out in the forefront. Preferring your brother before yourself. Let's let's bow our heads for a moment tonight. If you need to come, you come, the altar's open. I just want my motive to be right. I want my I want my purpose to be right, my spirit to always. I always want it to be right. I'm not telling you this, but I want it to always be right. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be heard. I know everybody likes to be encouraged and I don't think that's a sin in and of itself to want to be encouraged. I just want to be so careful, don't you? That nothing in serving God ever becomes about me, but that it just is about Him tonight while we sing a verse of this song. If you need to come, you come.